Hey, it's Candy. Did you know that I have a quiz to help coaches choose their niche? Yeah, I do. It's super popular and it has been taken more than 20,000 times. This is a fun quiz that takes you about two minutes to do, and it will probably give you way more clarity on choosing your best coaching niche. So now whether you say niche or niche, it's going to work for you. And if you're a coach and you have been stuck in niche indecision, wondering what to do, then you should take my quiz and find out what you learn. You can take the quiz today at coachnichequiz.com. That's coachnichequiz.com. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm your host, Candy Motzek, and I'm going to help you find the clarity, confidence, and courage to become the coach that you are meant to be. If you're a new coach, or if you've always wanted to be a life coach, then this is the place for you. We're going to talk all about mindset and strategies and how to, because step-by-step only works when you have the clarity, courage, and confidence to take action. Let's get started. Hey, friends, and welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I've got another special guest episode here for you today. I'm interviewing Heather Hester. Now, Heather is a podcast host and a coach for parents and allies of LGBTQIA plus adolescents and young adults. She believes that the coming out process is beautiful. She works with her clients to let go of fear and the feelings of isolation so they can reconnect with themselves and their child in a meaningful, grounded way. She is a writer, a mother of four, two of whom are LGBTQIA, and a student of life who believes in embracing the messiness, opening to education, strengthening through empowerment, and overcoming anything with love. Her podcast is called Just Breathe. Parenting Your LGBTQ Plus Teen Podcast. Heather is a remarkable woman. And even though her official bio is impressive, there are a few things it doesn't say. So let me tell you the real deal. <laughs> I could tell you my perspective on Heather, but I think these comments about her podcast are so much more evocative of the woman that I'm speaking with today. So let me read some of them to you. Powerful, profound, so needed. What a breath of fresh air. Your centered, calming voice and demeanor help me feel so peaceful. I have learned so much and feel so much less alone after listening. And I think that probably gives you a pretty good idea of the kind of individual that Heather is. All right, you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome, Heather. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much, Candy. I am delighted to be here. Thank you for inviting me. And that is rather humbling to hear you read that out loud. Right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's what I thought, too. Usually I write something and then I'm like, this is incredible. I'm looking at your website and I'm like, when, like, you know, I'm assuming that you put those comments on your website and they're from reviews of your podcast and it's all fine and dandy to copy and paste them. But then when you hear somebody else say them to you, you're like, 
oh my gosh, right? Like, wow. Yes. I, I, I got a little teared up. I have to be honest. I was like, that's really nice that they said those things. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm so glad they felt that way. Yeah. And not only that they felt that way, but I know how hard it is to leave a review for podcasts. Like you really have to put the effort in to go through the steps and put that in. Yes. So it's not just that they said the words, but they really invested their time in giving you that feedback. And to me, that's just like everything. everything. It really is. It really is for, you know, all of us who have ever left or attempted to leave a review. It's not an easy process. You would think it would be a lot easier than it is, but it's a a very intentional process. So um, I do not take that lightly that people have kindly left their really um, honest thoughts and feelings. So yeah, right. I love it. So let's start with your story. Tell me a little bit about your story. And, you know, I know that it's the precursor to why you're doing everything that you do. So I'd love to hear it. Sure. Um, I will, I will do my best to give you the very high level cliff notes version of it. Um, But essentially I am um, the mom of four And, uh, my oldest came out as gay five years ago. In fact, it will be five years next Wednesday. And I remembered the date, uh, specifically because not only was it my father-in-law's birthday, but my husband and I had, um, gone out of town for a couple's retreat weekend. And, um, my parents were watching my kids. Now my kids at the time were Connor, who's the one who came out. He was 16. He is 21 now. Um, he was 16 and then they were 13, 11 and nine. So they were in that lovely, you know, adolescent preteen teen time, which I'm sure many of you can identify with. <laughs> and, um, my parents, um, were so lovely to all, you know, they helped us out a lot. They lived out of town, but they would come in you know, once a year so we could go out of town. Right? This was like a really big deal. I was so excited. And, um, about six and hours into being on this couple's retreat at a spa, which is like my holy grail, um, my mother called that Connor was missing. And after a few hours of searching, calling the police, calling friends, I Connor finally picked up his phone and he answered, crying hysterically. And he said, mom, I've got to tell you something. And I, I you know, of course I was, I was so delighted just to hear his voice. And he said, I, I'm gay. And I said, thank God. I thought you were dead verbatim. That is what I said to him. And he was like, you could just hear the relief in his voice. He was so scared that we were not going to accept him. And he was my staying with my parents. Like I said, my parents were very conservative Christian. That is how I grew up. He knew that it would not be okay with them. And so by, you know, even though we always had talked about very openly about so many things in our home, he thought that that would not be okay with us either. So fast forward, Connor, you know, we, we get home, we start to learn. We start to ask questions. We, um, he starts to ask questions 
over the course of about six to eight months, Connor went from being, you know, the kind of your typical oldest child, pleaser, overachiever, you know, high academic overachiever, um, loved playing sports, you know, just all these very social, did a total 180 and went into this incredibly dark place. Now, one of the many, many things that he shared with us was that he had known for three years before he told us he had sat with that for three years and nobody knew he didn't share it with anybody. And so once he came out, it was kind of like a little bit of ripping off the bandaid, but not so much. Like, it's kind of like when the bandaid's still on and it's like still pulling the hairs on your arm. Like that's kind of what it was. Right. So he went into this place of extreme self-loathing and extreme depression and got himself into some very dangerous behaviors. Um, and to the point where we had to remove him from our town that we live in and had to find a safe place for him to be. And, um, and doing this, uh, we almost lost him to suicide and a plethora of other things occurred. So this is just in the first eight months. And we have these other three little wonderful beings. So we are on this journey that we had no idea who to talk to, where to find information, where to get support for Connor, where to get support for us. Because as I'm sure many of you can relate to, um, even now, five years later, it is much different. Um, but it is still, it's hard to know who you're, it's safe to talk to and it, who, where you can find, you know, there are some great national organizations such as PFLAG and Trevor Project, um, but local it's hard. And so we were kind of wading through a lot of different things at one time, it's very steep learning curve, et cetera, et cetera. So Connor ended up being away from home for seven months. And, um, upon his return, we had a, some time there where it was just kind of this lovely, like I always refer to it as like the eye of the hurricane and, um, where we could all kind of take a breath. And at that point I thought, you know what, this has been hell for us, for Connor, for his brother and sisters, no other family should ever have to go through this. And I know there's thousands upon thousands of families going through the same exact thing. And every single one of us are feeling isolated. And so at that moment, I decided well, I'm going to do something about this. And so that was when I created uh, my website, which is chrysalismama.com. And I just really started it as a, um, a resource site. And as I found really solid resources, I would throw it in there. Um, and then I'm a writer kind of by trade. So I just would start throw, I started throwing in blog pieces and things, just kind of my stream of consciousness thought. Um, about a year after that, I started the podcast and um, it has been this lovely lovely adventure. Um, not only have I met so many extraordinary 
people. It has been very healing for me, um, for my husband, for Connor, who has been my guest on at least four episodes, not more, I think. Um, but you know, allowing him to share his story and his perspective. And as I've done that, um, you know, I've realized that people have started sharing and people have started reaching out to me and I thought, okay, well, this is, this is really kind of cool. I can connect in this way and I can provide support. I can provide just some, something, right. So people don't feel so alone. And, um, you know, there, there's a lot more to Connor's specific story, which if you are interested in curious, you can find on my website. You can also find in Connor's episodes if you want to hear it directly from him. <laughs> so that is, that is my long winded answer. I'm very sorry, Candy, but that, that is, that, that was the great story. That was great. And I think one of the things that's so powerful is that when you listen to your podcast, you get to hear Connor's perspective on it as well. Mm -hmm. You know, so you're supporting the parents and allies of this youth, but then the youth could also hear a perspective too. And so that is a very, that's a very unusual place to be able to see both sides of the relationship, the coming out, how a relationship develops, how parents can support kids, how allies can support youth, and then to hear the youth side of it as well. Right. So I've got a question for you. I always have questions. I'm a coach. I've got a million questions, right? And they're always good. Yeah. If you were able to share with any of the listeners on this episode, especially those who are on this journey, what's the first place that you would direct them to? Now, I just have to tell you that not everybody that listens is in the U.S. We've got quite a wide international community, but of course, everybody has Google. That's right. So first place that you would go, you know, especially for these parents, grandparents, guardians, aunts and uncles, where would you go to get a start? Honestly, at this point um, where I am right now, I would direct people to my podcast because I, there are so many different um, pieces of information and topics that are covered and questions. I do a lot of, not a lot, but I've done several episodes with specific listener questions. So I really try to, there's a lot of what people are wondering, you know, thinking, asking, um, and it's, there's zero judginess about us. It's very just, I'm (laughs) for better, for worse. I'm, I'm very real on it. So, um, even, I mean, especially when it's Connor and I talking back and forth, like you really get a good sense of it's, it's real. And so, um, because that's, you know, as I'm sure many of you can imagine has been a big part of this journey is our relationship. And how did that, um, you know, how did it grow? How did it change? So, and it shows people what's possible for them too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
I wonder what that would have been like for you and your family if your podcast already existed in some form, because you curate resources on the podcast as well. You kind of have a a bit of everything on there, right? I do. Yes. Um, It would have been phenomenal. I mean, you know, my husband and I talk about that all the time, like the things that, oh my gosh, wouldn't that have been so great if we could have known that or been able to see that or read that or whatever it is. So um, yeah. So cool. I'm just thinking about the potential impact that it could have on anybody, you know, and they just go to the player, they find the podcast and who knows how it will transform a life, who knows how it will make somebody's life that much easier because they find you. Well, I think it's definitely universal information. Um, You don't have to be a parent or an ally. You can have to be a human being, right? So um, it, I'm sure, is uncomfortable for people, but uncomfortable is not bad. Uncomfortable is good, right? It's um, all how we think about the uncomfortable. Exactly. You know? Like exactly. if we resist it and push it away and shy away from it, right. we're our own worst enemies, right? Oh. For sure we are. For sure we are. And I, I say that because I had to learn that, not because I am like some, you know, wise being that has always known these things. I, pretty much <laughs> everything I talk about is something I learned <laughs> the hard way or learned through practice. <laughs> so I was, oh, it's weird because I had this thought, oh, that's the best way. And I'm like, what's that? The hard way is the best way. What are you talking about? There's one of my weird self-limiting thoughts. <laughs> well, you know, I always think like, those are the lessons that you, I think, remember the first time around because yeah. it's really hard. Like you don't <laughs> have to do it again because you get it the first time. Some lessons that are a little more subtle. I think you, you it, it's two, three, four times before you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's what I'm supposed to be getting there. <laughs> so first place to go is to your podcast. To my podcast. Listen, search the episodes, listen to something that speaks to you that maybe answers a question that you have. And then what? And I know that I didn't prepare you for this question, but just, you know, like people love to know that they can, that there's a safe, secure place for them to go, a non-judgmental place where they can go and they can start to absorb and, and learn, learn a new way. But it's nice to know that there's a path here too, right? What's, what do you think? Well, um, I think there are, are, are multiple paths here. Um, the path that I like the most because it, it appeals to me and it would have appealed to me very much. So five years ago, um, is it's very personal. And so I have options of being in a group setting with others who are in the exact same place or on the exact, you know, on the same journey, because nothing is exact. Nothing is the same, right? Everybody's journey is a little bit different, but in a a place that's it. And I think you hit on two really important words there, um, safe and non-judgmental. And that is a really, really, that's really important to me, um, as I've created different 
places for people to to meet and to talk um, and for me to to talk with people. And so I that would be my my first thing is you know, reach out to me. I'm very, very approachable and reachable. <laughs> so um, and I am happy to make suggestions because there are based on kind of what you what feels best to you. Some people like working in a group. You may be a person who loves working with other people. You may be someone who really just wants that one-on-one attention. Um, you may just kind of want to like absorb everything for a little bit until you get your footing. So there are options for all of those things. And we'll put definitely put links in the episode notes so people can make that start. They can find your podcast and they can find your website and then they can take their personal path from there. Question, you know, I think about coaching practices specifically, because that's my, that's my thing. That's my jam, right? Yes. And I think about business and I've been really learning more about this difference between a money driven business and a mission driven business. And that really speaks loudly to me. I have this, of course, we should make money. We're coaches. We provide an amazing service. We help people live amazing lives. And it's yes and yes, money and a mission. What do you think your mission is? Mm. I, I think my overarching mission, which has been the, my mission from the very, very beginning was that I didn't want anybody to feel alone. You know, that's kind of my tagline on my podcast, wherever you are on this journey, you are not alone. And, um, it's evolved over time to, be that and some guiding principles. And I think the guiding principles are definitely, that's my mission now. Um, and, and kind of moving forward, which is really, um, helping anyone who, you know, whether you're a parent, you're an ally, you're a, a curious human being, uh, learn how to embrace someone who is LGBTQIA, um, learning, becoming educated, learning how to empower your child or your loved one and to be empowered yourself because we're faced all the time with different ideas. Right. And, and really kind of the over the overarching everything, which circles back to you are not alone. That is just like my love letter to the world. It's just love encompasses all of that. So that, that is my mission. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. And there's, um, you know, like when people have a place that they can go and start learning and thinking for themselves, as opposed to just absorbing an opinion and, you know, regurgitating it and that they're empowered to think for themselves. I think that that's like the hope for humanity, right? You know, in your particular sector, it is this group of youth, but how that group grows and matures and the kinds of adults that they become, that is how our world will be. You know, they're creating our world right now. Let's support everybody 
in being the fullest version of themselves instead of a version that they feel they need to keep under wraps. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. because when you are authentically, authentically authentic <laughs> yourself, <laughs> when you are you, yep. It, you can, you can do anything. Yeah. It takes so much less energy to be that you, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Just when, you know, think about like the times when you're, you know, when you, or the time that you realized you are most comfortable in your own skin and that you are just going to move through the world as you, right? Oh my gosh. You have so much more energy to do, do what you feel passionately about, right? Care for those you love. All, yeah. of, all of those things. So. That's so cool. Love mm-hmm. it. So the last question before we wrap up. Yes. What's your life motto? <laughs> Do you have a life motto? <laughs> well, I have, I have been giving this some thought. Um, and I, I actually spent some time last night thinking, thinking about it. And this is how my, my brain works is I have to figure things out. Right. So, you know, I've, I, how do we, how do you create a life motto, right? What, what are the elements of a life motto? These are the things I need to know. And <laughs> so, you know, I, I didn't come up with anything that rhymed, but cause that seems to be an important piece, but I rhyming was not my thing. So I came up with a, a few words and, and it's, I'm not finished yet. Um, but it is a work in progress. And I think it, um, I, of course, Gandhi's is, is uh, one of my favorites that I have sitting on a post-it, but I didn't want to steal his, the be the change you wish to see in the world. It's one of my very, very favorite quotes, life mottos, whatever you want to call it. So what I kind of landed on for the moment is be kind, be true to what lights your soul on fire and always love. I love that. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. And also thank you for giving so much thought to it as well. And I have to tell you this, this is weird. (laughs) That question, I kind of keep like a series of questions that I might ask people Mm -hmm. in a podcast interview. I don't even remember typing that question the first time, but all of a sudden it was there. And I was like, Ooh, Ooh. that's a good question. I should ask that question. It It was like, I'm reading through the questions thinking, Oh, you know, just to sort of guide our conversation, what might be good? And I'm like, I didn't, <laughs> whose question is that? Right? <laughs> Who put that in there? It is a really great thought provoking question, right? Because there are so many, I mean, it kind of cuts through the noise, right? Like kind of your, well, what are your guiding principles? What are your core values? So yeah. How do you want to live your life? Right. Right. It's a, yeah beautiful question. I love it. Thank Mm. you. Cool. I'm so glad. And I'm glad you got value out of figuring, you know, kind of noodling through it and working on it. All right. It was some unintended homework. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Great homework. Oh, everybody loves homework. (laughs) Coaches love assigning accountabilities. We don't use the word homework. We call it accountabilities. It's a very big deal. I like that. Well, it was, it was good. It was a very, um, cathartic exercise. So thank you. Cool. And listeners, any of you listeners, that question stands for you too. What is Mm -hmm. your life motto? I'd love to hear you put that in the episode. You can add it to the comments of the blog post for this episode or DM me at Candy Motsek with your life motto. I'd love to hear that. 
So Heather, thank you so much for joining me and sharing your story and sharing the heart that you have for your family, for the community, and the amazing resource that you have gifted the world with your podcast. It's a big deal. Now, people who want to connect with you, I know we talked about it a little bit earlier, but I want to get it kind of succinct right at the end here. Right now. Somebody says, hey, I have got to check that woman out. How are they going to find you? What's the easiest, fastest way to find you? Well, my podcast is Just Breathe, Parenting Your LGBTQ Teen. My website is chrysalismama.com, chrysalis like the butterfly. And you can email me. I'm super reachable. And my email is hh, like my name, Heather Hester, at chrysalismama.com. So reach out, ask questions. I'm happy, happy to hear from anyone. Great. That's wonderful. And for those of you who are interested as well, Heather is a coach. She has openings from time to time for people. She has a program that she also offers. She didn't share any of that stuff before, but I just wanted you to know. So thank you so much for joining me. Listeners, thank you for being part of our world. And that's it for this week. I look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening today. Please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? Click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week for more coaching, support, and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be.